evening, and welcome to the television graveyard. We are your TV necromancers, Laura Prince and Noah Houlihan. We have come here tonight to examine the spirits of past television shows, to find out which ones could be resurrected, should be resurrected, and which ones should just stay doomed. This will be a podcast in which we analyze the history, the hype, and the aftermath of shows that ran only one season, including some that ran only one episode. This month, we are in the game show plot, and with me, as always, is Noah Houlihan. Having a good vocabulary is stupid! What? There's that guy that oh said stupid all the time. Oh, yeah. So this this one's a doozy. So it is a fifth Monday, kids! Woohoo! And it's also New Year's Eve. Yes, it is. So happy New Year. Happy 2019. We're really excited to bring Stay Doomed into the new year. Yeah, lots of doomed things to look at. I like to, like, contextualize where we are in the year, because it's fun. Um, It is. Yay. People will listen to this later and be like, oh, it was New Year's. Yay. Mm -hmm. So, Happy New Year. We are doing the Game Show Network's one-shot documentary based on their 11-city mall tour, (laughs) Word Slam. (laughs) Word Slam. With one common dream, to be the best vocabulary master in the country. It is so important to have a good vocabulary, to have good spelling skills, to have good grammar. At stake, a college tuition. I hope my education is going to be able to put me in a place where I can um, do something I love for a living. The war of words is about to begin. I think that they're scared of me because I've done a lot more study probably than anybody else in the competition. Maybe I can get one or two questions right off the bat, and uh, then they'll have to work um, to catch up. I can't wait to get down there and uh, test out my medal against the, the best of the best from around the country. GSN and Bank of America Student Banking present Word Slam. It's special because it's a weird documentary about a game show that I was a contestant on. So... It was an 11-city mall tour, and uh, each champion in each city won $10,000, and then the crux was that you went to Philadelphia, yay, Philly, and competed for the grand prize of $25,000 additional dollars. Yes. So the host was Kimberly Locke. Yes, from American Idol fame. Yes, I was like, I know who she is. Um, And... This was a weird show. This is an extremely weird show. uh, Because instead of just showing the mall tour and all the rounds and all the exciting game show elements, there's this weird documentary on the contestants and then this weird documentary on words in general. Yes, uh, they kind of alternate between the cities uh, people who are tangentially involved in words and little, like, bios about certain contestants. Yeah, the ones that you're supposed to care about. Yeah, we don't find out a lot of the, uh, we don't find out a lot about a lot of the contestants' backstories. We kind of only find out about specific people. Yeah, ones that have, like, an interesting backstory. And, uh, that's kind of the issue with the way this show was run, is that there was no casting process. No. This is how this show 
worked. Okay. Let, let me go through my experience real quick. Which would be good, because they don't go through gameplay very much in yeah. the... So, I found out about this game show, and I really wanted to do it. So I told my parents that I wanted to go, and we headed on out to the uh, King of Prussia Mall. Which I want to point out, is not actually in Philly. So none of these were probably in the actual city. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> so, it's an 11 suburb tour. Yeah, and... Uh, I really wanted to do this, and I looked up the rules. And what the actual rules were are not really reflected in the show we watched. Okay. Uh, The first round was very simply going to be on uh, words and definitions. And there was a study guide on the website. Okay. With 500 words on it. That's fun. I wrote each one of those down on a flashcard and studied so I could be on this show. And I just kind of went through it as as much as I could. Uh, if you made it past that round, they would you would play this game where they would give you a four-letter word. Okay. Uh, I, I think the one they always gave an example for was spin. Right. Maybe. And then what you had to do was take that four-letter word, change one letter... And make an entirely different word. Okay. So you would you could change the N to a T and get spit. Okay. And you would, or shin or shin shin's another good one, and you would have to say the word and spell it. And there would be a few people in that round. Uh, once you got that through that, and this was something that I feel like they never showed on the show. They would show they would give you a word. Mm-hmm. And there were two words hidden in inside the word. Okay, that's fine. And you had to find the two. But the way it worked was, if you buzzed in and you got both of them, you got a point. If you buzzed in and could only find one of them, they threw the question out and you got a new word. So okay. the plan was, soon because I was not good at this game, I was going to buzz in immediately and hope I could find at least one of them. This way the other person could never score points. <sighs> So that was my strategy. Because you're a player. Yeah, because I know how to play games. Right. Uh, then there was the, uh, we give you part of a word and you tell me the bigger word. We saw some of that where it's like the word is like bat. Mm-hmm. Someone who can do lots of flips. An acrobat. acrobat. Uh, and then there was the other one where it would be, what word proceeds all of the following words? Bat, super, fire. Oh, it's man. Ah. Uh, and that was the like the final round. Okay. The truth of it was, when I showed up, they handed they were like there will be eight rounds, like because we need eight people to get up there, right? Uh, and, and enter the tournament. So they gave you eight tickets, and they would flash a word up on the screen and give you multiple choice. What is the definition of this word? You would then take one of your tickets and put it in either A, B, C, or D. And they would pick out of the and right answer? And then they would pick out of the right answer, which infuriated me because I spent all that time on flashcards and they handed me the study guide when I walked in. So kids were just looking it up. When so they you got just back. looked at it or looked at where the other 200 people put their tickets. Oh. So... I will give you what exactly happened to me at the end of this, but I do want to point out that there was no vetting 
like if your ticket got picked, your ticket got picked. Right. So someone that usually wouldn't be picked to be on television ended up winning a few of these rounds. Yes. Uh, because our first winner mm-hmm. is, uh, I forget what city we're in first. Albuquerque. Albuquerque, New Mexico. Uh, we then see him and his family and they're just like saying the words producers told them to say. Yeah. Like his dad at one point says something like, I want him to stay away from drugs and alcohol and gangs and, and that's not where it's at. It's, you know, it's where it's at is school education. He's saying that because that's what the producer told him to say. Because all these people were like stone on camera. Like they were not, they would not have been picked to be on a reality show. Right. But also like, that's the line they give. I noticed Mm. that none of the other kids' parents said that. Yeah. Yeah. It was. None of the Caucasian people were worried about gangs. Yeah. That's why I made that comment. Um, His sister was cute. His little right. sister, who mm-hmm. was like... He's really smart. He's really, really smart to get on this game show and win. And I want to be like him one day. Producer fed yeah. you that line. Mm-hmm. But she... She's cute. She, she sold it, it pretty well. And then the next city, which I actually don't have the city written down, because the way they did this was so weird. Yeah, it was It was not a show. It was, here's the city, here's four questions, here's your winner. Yeah. And you didn't find out anything outside of... So the next person is a, uh, is like an older adult, like not like old, but like in her late thirties, early forties, I would Mm -hmm. imagine Mary. Right. Um, and she just smokes like a 14 year old in the finals. Like her. She, she, I thought you were meant she was actually smoking a cigarette. No, No, I mean she trashes. She crushes a 14 year old. Yeah. This 14 year old loses her stereo. Oh, sorry. Wrong show. <sighs> Why did you remind me of that, that show? Why would you do that? Um, so, it, it, which feels weirdly unfair to underage kids. I completely disagree with that statement. I think it was cool that it was open to everybody. Because when I went, like, there were some 12-year-olds who got to play. Okay. And did okay. Yeah. Like, so it was very interesting to be up there as guy in freshman year of college going up there against kids in middle schools and grandparents. It's just weird for TV to watch. Uh, It wouldn't be if we got to see everything. That's true. (laughs) Like, because what it kind of created was she was the only greedy older person going in, stealing all this college money from these starving children. Yeah, which, like, you're talking about it as the point of view of someone who was actually there and Mm -hmm. saw the full audition pool. As someone who just watched the show, that's what it looks like. Yeah, it just looks like she's evil. It just looks like she's this grown-up who's like, no, money for me. Because was that also the girl that went to three cities? No, she's later. Oh, she's later. Okay. Um, no, we we hear very little about Mary. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's not one of the people the producers deemed interesting enough right. to talk about. She gets like a talking head where she talks about wanting to go back to school. Yeah. And that's it. Uh, the next city we see is Sacramento. Okay. Uh, and we get this uh, young man named Chris who is, through the entire process, just one side of a nervous breakdown. Yeah, like, he would get a question right and then bury his head in his hands. Like, oh, that means I have to be up here longer. 
And to be fair, this made him really endearing to yeah, me. Yeah, he, he was a like, fun character. But every moment he's like, he'd buzz in and stop himself from puking. <laughs> I, but I found him really realistic for that reason, because like he was a very smart young man yeah. who had serious stage fright. Yeah, who has, did not want to be on television. But wanted the money just enough. Just enough. Uh, and then uh, one of the, we see the first interludes... Uh, between the second city in Sacramento of the team in charge of updating the dictionary for no reason. No. We just spend two or three minutes on this kind of boring. The, he's like a sassy Billy Corgan. <laughs> he's like, people are very passionate about language. People are very passionate about how people use language. It's a topic that everyone has an opinion about. We're always paying attention to the world around us, listening to cable, TV, reading books, reading newspapers, um, reading magazines to find out how language is being used currently today. For the fourth edition of the American Heritage Dictionary, Klein Edler and his team added over 8,000 new words and tenses. These new words include familiar ones like chat room and multitasking. And also some words you've probably never heard of, like netizen and technology. Yeah, and for fun, I decided to see what the 2018 words... I would love to know what the 2018 new words are. Bougie. Bougie. Um, TLDR. Uh, too long, didn't read. There's a, there's a semicolon in that word. Yeah, I always hear it said as like teal deer, and online you'll see it written out teal deer. Like oh, animal. really? Yeah. Gee, I can't keep up. Um, bingeable. Bingeable, that is a good word. Predictive. Predictive. Like predictive text. Okay, oh, all like right. what Google is trying to pour, push on us. Okay. Haptic. I have no idea what that word is. Um, you do. It, you know how you can like feel it when you touch something on your phone? Yeah. That's like a haptic sensor. That's what the word for that is. You can feel, like, the fact that it vibrates a little? Yeah. Huh. Force quit. Rage quit. <laughs> Um, airplane mode? Oh, a little, little late to the party there, airplane mode. I mean, too long didn't read, too. Yeah. Instagram as a verb. Okay, okay. Biohacking. Interesting. Uh, fintech, which is financial tech. Okay. Marg, which is a short form of margarita. Ew. <laughs> Let's get some margs. I hate this word. I hate this word so much. I will not accept it when we play Scrabble. It says the first known usage occurred in 1990. I'm almost positive. <laughs> when a guy ordering margaritas was shot mid-sentence. Oh, my first thought was this was like the marketing people at a Chili's. <laughs> like one St. Patrick's Day was like, I don't know. It's Marg Madness. Ooh, did somebody copyright that yet? No. Dibs, give me your money. She called it, ladies and gentlemen. She has dibs. Um, when I said let's get some margs in that stereotypical girl voice, mm-hmm. that's what TV tells me happens. I have literally never heard a living human being, male or female, I, I, non-ironically I'm a, say the phrase margs. I, I'm imagining someone getting shot. Just like, what do you want to drink? I don't know. Let's get some margs. <laughs> oh, he didn't finish his word. Fave. Fave, okay. Adorbs. Adorbs. Fave is so old, my mom has been using it for like 15 years. Yeah. Um, one of my personal favorite words, rando. Rando! That was, I used to work at a, uh, well, I used to work at a, an art school 
And that was one of the first words the students taught me. Rando's a good word. Is doggo in there? I don't know. <laughs> um, there's some a bunch of food words. Guac. Uh, iftar, which is the meal taken by Muslims at sundown. Okay. At the end of Ramadan. Like, at the end of a day during Ramadan. Um, mise en place. Oh, thank you. Uh, uh, what's his name? <laughs> you forgot Alton Brown's Alton, name. Alton Brown, excuse me. Yeah, we saw Alton Brown live, and he had a whole song based on Edelweiss. Yeah. Of mise en place. Mm-hmm. You take it means the ev- fun out of cooking. It means everything in its place. <laughs> yes. Uh, which I actually try to do, but fail. Yeah. Um, hophead, which was a slang word for a drug addict back in, like, the 19th century. And now it's a beer snob? Yes. <laughs> Yes, it is. Very good, Noah. <laughs> I was on word slam. Zoodle. I don't know what a zoodle a is. A long, thin strip of zucchini <laughs> that they push as a noodle and think you won't know the difference, but you know the difference. <sighs> this is how boring this episode was, was this is how much we're like, oh, yeah, this- we're, we're Word slam is forcing us to do what it did. Word slam was so boring of a game show, they had to fill it with crap like this. Mm-hmm. And so it was going to make it such a boring of a podcast that we now have to fill it with crap like this. We need to be done. <laughs> Do you, is there the word of 2018 in there? Um, Do you know what the official word is yet? Uh, word of the year, according to the Merriam-Webster, is justice. Justice. So Batman picked the word of the year. <laughs> and the Oxford English Dictionary word of the year is toxic. Oh, because they're Britney Spears fans. Uh, because you hear a lot of, like, toxic masculinity, toxic relationship, toxic person. Yeah. Toxic, yeah, I can see that being the word of the year. So, uh, that's just a, uh, that's a really fun fact for the end of 2018. Justice yeah. and toxic. Yeah. It's been a rough year, guys. Yes, it has. Um, I personally have had a really good year, but I've also been aware of the world burning down around me. And right. then I'm just... Let's talk about words. So then we see a historical linguist. Mm-hmm. After the Sacramento. And he's just talking about the history of language for mm-hmm. two minutes and it's boring. He, like, doesn't actually talk about anything. No. Then we're in uh, Salt Lake City and we see Dallin, who is a humanities major who wants to go to law school. So he's a college student. And then we get one of my favorite quotes of this entire show. One of Dallin's friends goes, I knew he was a smart guy. I didn't know that he was $10,000 worth of game show money. Smart. <laughs> it is a good line. Which is like with friends like these. Yeah. Like, yeah. Your friends are kind of jerks. <laughs> um, so then we go into the streets of California for no reason. For no reason. And talk to a bunch of randos about, uh, randos. Yeah. Um, talk to a bunch of randos about slang terms. Yeah. Tell us some of your favorite words and. Then we cut back to our our specialist who's like, Today, one of the most current uses in this is something like stupid cool. And stupid you might spell O-O, S-T-O-O-P-I-D. So it would almost seem that you're putting it down, but that's actually meant in praise. That car is stupid. And he is the squarest human being yeah, yeah. that's like ever lived. He's currently... Uh, suing Fortnite for stealing his dance. No, Carlton is cooler than this guy. <laughs> yeah. Like, Carlton at least has a dance. I feel like this guy has This guy never has danced. no rhythm. Um, 
So then we go to Jim Wagner in Chicago, which literally my only note is that his name is Jim is Wagner. Jim, yeah, his name is Jim Wagner. <laughs> the producers spend no time nope, with Nope, we don't Wagner. care about Jim Wagner. Not at all. And then San Antonio, we get a, another adult playing on, on behalf of his son. Mm-hmm. We get old Greg. Old Greg? His name isn't old Greg, but I... Do you like me? Make an assessment. I, I have him written down as old Greg in my notes, mm-hmm. and that's just what I'm picturing. Um, he's playing for his son, Colin. Yeah, that's right. He, he's actually playing for someone else. Unlike the other people who are playing for themselves. The greedy, greedy older people just, stealing money from children. Really just that one. It's just Mary. What about the girl who goes to different cities? We haven't gotten to her yet. Then we go to, like, this same square linguist talking about, like, language changing. And he's like, like how people use the kind of question intonation at the end of their sentences. Mm-hmm. And I was like, up talk. That has a name. Yeah. Well, it may, maybe it didn't in 2005. Fair. It, we were just studying it. And the overuse. Discovering it. Excuse me. Overuse of the word like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, now the big thing is vocal fry. What's vocal fry? Yeah. It's where you just... Sound make, like a cartoon teenager? Yeah. Use a little extra time so attention doesn't drift from you. <laughs> Yeah, it's a, uh, it always makes me sound like, or always makes me think of, like, Quinn Morgendorfer from Daria. Yeah, yeah. Oh my god, Quinn. <laughs> Vocal fried, it's the thing that uh, all the all the kids are doing nowadays, instead of ending everything like it's a question. I, I still hear a lot of the ending everything like a question, and I do it, which I'm trying not to do. Yeah, it's, I mean, that we grew up in that time. Yeah, we're old. Uh, then we're in Nashville, and it's Carrie, and all we know about Carrie is that he is young and he will do anything for money. Yeah, th- he really pushed that. He was just like, yeah, I'll do anything, I need this. Yeah, I really need this money, I will do anything for this money. Like, yeah. to the point where you're like, is he gonna, like, do something <laughs> scary or desperate? Yeah, they cut They cut right before he leaned forward and went, anything. Like, is he going to try to prostitute himself <laughs> on the show? Like, he just emphasizes how desperate he is for money for, like, his entire talking head. Now, how many people have we gone through right now? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Okay, so we're a little bit halfway. Yeah. You might notice that this entire time, we have not talked about gameplay. Because we see almost nothing. We see next to nothing. It's basically, we see the final round. Yeah. Where it's them against one person, and it's like, who's gonna win? This person they've shown a talking head interviewing... Or, or a pers- person we've never seen before. What do you know? Yeah. And it's it's one of the questions that I was describing earlier, where it was something like, you know, all the answers will have the word been in it. Or, you know, what word precedes all of the following words? You get those questions. You get maybe four of them. And then we're on to back. We're either back to the linguist or we're on to the next city. Like we see very little game show. Very little. Almost no gameplay. Uh, Pittsburgh is Andrew. Uh, my note about Andrew is that he looks like a guy we know named Andrew. Yes, he did look like our friend Andrew. <laughs> um, and he also looks like our friend Andrew would look in an awkward mid-2000s phase. Yes, if you lived in Pittsburgh. <laughs> and then we go to San Francisco, and we actually spend uh, a little bit of time with this person, which... 
mm-hmm. means that she's going to do well. Um, it's Casey from San Francisco. Yes. She looks like a librarian. <laughs> like, my first thought was Hermione Granger. Like, very overachiever. Mm-hmm. Her parents are incredibly... Uh, I, I liked her, but didn't like her parents. Well, they show her just crushing her mom at Boggle at one point. They're like, let's play Boggle. Which I get. And, like, and, and like, you see footage of her just crushing her mom and then her mom's like yeah she's always been really competitive yeah like and she after she wins she's like congratulated by the mayor of san francisco who looks like an off-brand will arnett character yeah i could see that and uh she kind of is like gonna use the money to study abroad but the way she says it is essentially i want a game show dad Piss off. I'm going to England now. <laughs> I'm off to England. Yeah, and her dad was the worst. Yeah. Because he's kind of, it, it, it kind of felt like he was trying to milk his time on screen. Because the way he tells the story, like, has extra words in it. She said, guess what, Dad? I said, uh, what, Casey? She said, you know how you told me to start thinking about getting some money for uh, Cambridge? I said, yeah, I think it's a good idea. She said, well, I, I did. I went out and I won a quiz show and I got $10,000. And I was just, I was thrown. I was just floored. And then I said, you won $10,000? And she said, yeah, I won $10,000. Oh my God, I'm bored. I know. It goes on for a while. Yeah, th- we definitely spend a lot of time learning about her as if she would be important later. Yeah, and then we get to the tech journalist, who I still can't figure out what she was doing there. That, uh... She was for boingboing.net, which is defunct and we couldn't find it. Yes. And uh, she's probably a replicant from Blade Runner. Yeah, she looked like a replicant. She looked like she had fallen out of a cyberpunk. Yeah, and she was like, we're we're going to talk about the evolution of words. It's like, what, for your databanks? <laughs> like, for your, like, two seconds you're going to be on camera? Yeah. I have, quick question. You see a tortoise on its back. Do you help it? And then... <laughs> Sorry, I was, like, moving on, and then I realized what you said. <laughs> uh, now we're in Dallas, and this is when we meet Jennifer, who's the person you're talking about. Yeah. Jennifer has been to three cities now. Yeah. She's, and she's really competitive and kind of mean about it. Yeah, she is traveling to be on Word Slam. And uh, as I will explain later, she's got to be scamming the system to, yeah. to do this. Uh, yeah, she, I, I'm almost positive she's cheating. Uh, if she's, because getting on the show is very difficult unless you cheat. Okay. And people were cheating. So to travel to three different locations because you're going to get on the show is dumb. <laughs> so, okay. And also, like, I feel like you're spending a lot of money to win 10 grand. Yeah. She <laughs> you're is, cutting into your prize money. She's like the dark side of Casey. Like, the over super overachiever mm-hmm. Casey is like the lawful good yes overachiever and Jennifer's the chaotic evil <laughs> because there there's a moment she's where she's not nice to people either well there was that moment that we kept picking on her for where she gets a question right and then like rolls her eyes like I can't believe I got that yeah like she Taylor Swift did an award show reacts Yes, that is a great way to explain it. Like, look how humble I'm being that I got that right. It's like, just stop it. Yeah, like, I was just like, I hate you. (laughs) I hope she wasn't like 14 when that happened because I'd feel really bad. (laughs) Um, 
but I just did not like her as a character. Nope, didn't care for this person at all. Uh, and then we're in Philadelphia. Philadelphia? And uh, I, we do not see Noah on camera. I, I, I do not appear, which I'm surprised about, but when I tell you the story of what happened. Uh, and then uh, Art wins. Yes. I have no notes on Art. I have a note on Art. Okay. Uh, I went up against Art. <gasps> Uh, so I lost to Art. No! And as I walked back, my dad said, don't worry, Art's an idiot. It's not like he'll win. <laughs> and he was. He was really stupid. <laughs> we uh, were like, he was the dark horse of people who made it to the tournament bracket. Uh, Tim Houlihan. <laughs> Good job. Good dad and Tim. Yeah. Um, so then we go to the finals. And we get this, like... Which, I'm sorry to interrupt you immediately, but uh, 11 people make it to the finals. Yes. That's not... It's a prime number. Yep. Like, what What kind of crappy-ass tournament is this? You couldn't find one more city to go to and get a nice 12, which is divisible by 3 and 2, and you can mix up the way you do this many different ways? Yeah, and they also, uh, looking at my notes, uh, neglect the entire Southeast. Yeah. Because <laughs> there are Dallas, San Francisco, Pittsburgh, Nashville, which is as far southeast as they appear to go. Uh, San Antonio, Chicago, Salt Lake City, Sacramento, Albuquerque, which I don't know why I pronounced it. Albu- Albuquerque. Oh, Sacramento, Albuquerque. Albuquerque. I, yeah, yeah, I used the same rhythm. And then I never caught what City Mary was from. Yeah, whatever that last one was. <laughs> but, like, they seem to have uh, neglected southeast. Yeah. region of the United States, almost entirely. And the only northeastern city they spend time in is Philadelphia. Oh, Pittsburgh. Oh, yeah. I always forget about Pittsburgh. Being yeah, it's forbiddable. Well, I I think about it as being more like, I know it's not like the Midwest, but it's really far. Yeah. I, I, I just think it's dumb that it, there's 11 finalists. It just seems like it makes a bad show. Yeah, and it's also just a very weird selection of cities. Like, instead of Pittsburgh, I probably personally would have chosen, like, Boston or New York. Yeah. So, uh, the way the finals work is basically the same. They're called up to play, it seems, randomly. Yeah. And then if you lose, you go sit in the audience and are sad. And if you win, you go back to the contestant seats and wait to be called up again. Now, the uh, production values of this are best described as public access. Yeah, it, they're in a black box, but like the walls are clearly curtains. I mean, it is cheap looking. It looks like a spelling bee. Yeah, like I said, like it looks like public access. Mm-hmm. Like, I've been in school plays with higher production values. Yeah. Like, and my high school did not have money for plays. So that's saying something. Yeah. And again, these are the finals. So this, like, someone's going to walk out with, one of these 11 people is going to walk out with $25,000. Yes. We still see very little gameplay. Yeah, and like, I, I was thinking about how it probably cost more than $25,000 to put, to fly out and put up 11 people and their families. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you could say 10 people and their families, because theoretically, Philadelphia... Yeah, probably just drove back up. Yeah, might live nearby enough that... Mm-hmm. They didn't have to commute that far. So, we have the elimination challenges. 
And it's pretty, uh, it's a little bit predictable because the people we spend time with win. Yeah. Which I guess in 2005, that wasn't so obvious. Yeah. Like the, the, the trend of just like, oh, the person you spend the most time with wins wasn't like so clear in the way that reality shows are produced. Uh, but I don't know, like there's no suspense. There's no drama. There's no real reason to care about any of these people. And you don't get to see the struggle. So what is the point? Yeah, we, so in the elimination challenge, we lose Andrew, Art, uh, nervous breakdown, Chris. Uh, we didn't know he was $10,000 smart Dallin Mm -hmm. and terrible Jennifer. Terrible Jennifer. Away you go. Yeah. In fact, uh, Desperate for Money Carrie shuts her out. Yeah. <laughs> like it. And then they give her like an awkward trying to save face talking head where she blames literally anything but herself. Yeah. She's like, yeah, you know. I didn't get enough. I didn't get enough sleep. And like, it was very. It was bad. I, I almost think they were trying to set her up to be a villain. Mm hmm. But they didn't give the show enough time for us to care. Yeah. There's. It's, there's they just don't show anything. So she was just mildly annoying. We had to learn about words and slang. So then there's uh, three more face-offs and we lose Desperate for Money Carrie, uh, older student Marianne, and Jim Wagner. Jim Wagner. And it comes down to Bill, who was the first stu- guy we spent time with, first student we spent time with. Yes. The one where we met his family and they were all very obviously coached. Mm-hmm. Uh, Casey, whose parents desperately needed to have been coached. Yes. And old Greg. Old Greg. <laughs> um, and again, we see no gameplay and Casey wins. Well, like, I remember there's a part where they're like, Casey, you had to get up to 500 points. Yes. And they're like, Casey, you have 400 points. Greg... You have zero, but that's okay. There's still time to catch up. And what was the other guy's name? Bill. Bill, you have 100 points. You can still catch up. But this might be the final question. And then it is. Yeah, it was... So, just for, like, the record here. Yes. In the final round... Yes. Questions are worth 100 points. So, in total, six questions are asked, and we don't see all of them. Right. In the finale of the show. Right. (laughs) Stupid. Yeah, the biggest flaw of this for me is if they had run this as an actual show, this might have been a really good show. Yeah, I think so as well. But I think in the beginning, there's something about how this is actually just an advertisement for Bank of America. Yeah, because they are they donated all the scholarship money. So I think it was not meant to be a show. It was meant mostly just to push... Bank of America and have, and so Bank of America could say like, look how important we think words are. Yeah. Like, and by, and education. Yeah. So by making it more scholarly, I think that's the agenda that Bank of America was trying to push instead of being like, here's a silly game show. It just, in the end, I don't care (laughs) about this show. So we're, we're flipping the script a little bit here this week and, uh, there's almost no research on this, but mm-hmm. we have someone who was there firsthand. Yes! Time for Noah did some research. Noah did, Noah did, Noah did some research. Uh, so I was there firsthand. You're a primary source. I'm a primary source. So here's, here's how it worked. I mentioned in the beginning that 
you got tickets yes. to to get on stage. So my parents and my sister also got tickets. Okay. And they were like, well, we don't want to play. And they're like, well, here's just tickets. It's fine. And they're like, oh, okay. So I, uh, I'm standing there waiting to play. And my good friend, Anne-Marie, calls me. And I'm like, hey, Anne-Marie. She's like, can you run to the theater? We got a thing to do. And I'm like, Anne-Marie, I'm about to be on television. I don't have time for this. The, and, and like, as I'm on the phone, like, the question's coming up. So I'm like, I have to go. I'm about to be on the game show. She's like, oh, okay, good luck. And I hung up and uh, I put my ticket in the box and I was the first name called. Oh. So I was like, oh, I'm going to win a game show. So I got up there, it, they lined us up, and there was like seven of us. Okay. Art is one of the seven. And they're like, okay, we're going to give you a four-letter word. Change one of the letters to make a new word. And our word, I believe, I'm, I'm not sure if I remember it correctly, was poor. P-O-R-E. Okay. Which is confusing, because there's two other ways to spell poor. Yeah, P-O-O-R and P-O-U-R. Yeah. So I'm like, um, Tor, T-O-R-E. Right. Like, all right, good. Which also works for T-O-U-R. Uh, and then they, they go down the line and then they, once the seventh person goes, they come back the other way. So there's 14 words before it comes back. So to it comes question. back to me and I'm like completely out of word. Right. And I completely stumble and I'm like, I don't. I screw it up. Pork. I, I think what I said was pores, because my my plan was if you can't think of something, change the last letter to an S, and maybe it'll be a plural. Yeah. So I went P O R S, and they're like, "No, I'm sorry." Uh, and they they they're like, "Go this way to get off uh, stage." Right. And as I went off stage, they handed me a, a consolation prize. It was a book of it was like a crossword puzzle book. And oh. I was like, "Oh, okay, cool." And I get down there, and my dad goes don't worry art's not gonna win he's an idiot but he also goes i was doing a golf swing the whole time four oh f-o-r-e I was oh, like, oh uh for those of you who do not know tim houlihan mm -hmm. he cheats at yes every game so uh there was this one dude michael who kept getting up there like, hmm. I beat Michael the first round, and then, like, the next round he got up, and then the next round he got up. I'm like, what? What is happening? There's also this 12-year-old little girl who's constantly getting up there. And we're like, how is this happening? And then... They're putting it, in multiple tickets. It clicked on us because every time she got up, there was massive cheering that if you showed up as a family, every member of the family had tickets, mm -hmm. and you could just write the same person's name on all of them and yeah. throw them in the box. So I was like, oh, well, this this is how we game it. And I look at my mom and my dad and my sister, and they're like, okay. And I'm like, all right, let's try it. And we tr we all throw my name in, mm -hmm. and it doesn't work. Oh. And I was like, I know what's wrong. So I called Anne-Marie back. I was like, Anne-Marie, it worked last time. Can you wish me good luck again? Aww. She was like, good luck. I was like, thanks. That's all I needed. And I hung up and I got called up the next round. Shout out to Anne-Marie. <laughs> Shout outs to Anne-Marie. And uh, 
What happens next, I'm surprised I'm not. They didn't use the footage of what happened with May. All right. Because now I'm somewhere in the in the middle. And the word that comes up is where. W-E-A-R. Okay. And I'm in the middle, so I kind of... Actually, I'm second to the end. So you don't have the... So I'm like, okay, just take some time to, like, think of some words. And... Uh, like I actually might have been up there a little bit mm-hmm. and we actually might have gotten a new word by the time we got up to where and I was like oh where where oh I got it bear b-e-a-r-e wait no e <laughs> and I, I turned to the judges and went come on and they're like what and I was like I didn't mean to say e I was spelling bear and they're like, okay, you can stay up there. I was like, good. And I put my hands, my head in my hands, just like, I can't believe I just did that in front of everybody. Oh, I feel so stupid. And when I look back up, Kimberly Locke is staring at me because the person next to me had already gone. And it was my turn again. Oh, no. And I went, oh, um, near, N-E-A-R. Person had just the person it. before me had just said that. Uh, <laughs> so Kimberly Locke looks at me and goes, uh, she just it. said that. And I went, fine. And I jumped off the stage and left through the crowd and didn't even pick up my prize. Oh my God. So you were a reality show villain. Because I was so angry <laughs> that I didn't win. And I didn't get my second crossword puzzle book. Oh no. Uh, but I will say what ended up happening in the final round is... People started to boo because really? the same people kept going on stage. Oh, that's wild. Because, uh, like, it was like, it's the final round. Uh, let's see what we got. And the first name out again was Michael. And the crowd just started to go crazy. And But, like, booing crazy. Yeah. Like, Royal Rumble 2015 crazy. Yeah. And then they picked another name, and it was that 12-year-old girl again. And now people are really getting hostile. So Kimberly Locke says... Philadelphia, the city that boos a 12-year-old yeah, girl. Because I'll tell you what, I'm going to pick the last four people to come up here, and maybe I'll get some new names. She digs through, and she pulls it out, and she went, Ooh, that person's already up here. So, like, it was ob- it was now exposed what was happening. Yeah. And nothing was done. They were just like, guess we'll get a different name. So, like, they were just, like, fine with the cheating. Huh. Of, of putting in multiple. Granted, so did I. Yeah. But still, not the first round. First round, I legitimately got on stage and blew it. <laughs> well, you started cheating when everybody else was cheating. Exactly. I was just, I was just, yeah, everyone was on steroids. <laughs> So it's fine that I was on steroids. Oh, no. Uh, so I promised I would do this. Uh, I'm I'm going to pull up. I'm going to go on my phone. and I'm just going to go on Twitter. And I'm going to find the first four-letter word that I, I, I see. And uh, we're going to play. Oh, okay. And uh, we'll, do you remember, you change one letter to make a new four-letter word. Okay? Okay. Uh, let's see what we got here. Uh, man, I'm actually not finding four letter words. Um, okay. It's wife. W I F E wife. Okay. Wide W I D E. Uh, life L I F E. Rife. 
R-I-F-E. That's what I was thinking of. I've lost it word slam again. Wire. Wise. Don't stop it. In my defense, coming into a word game with me is less wise. That is true. Less wise. W-I-S-E. <laughs> All right. We'll play one more. Okay. Feel. F-E-E-L. Heel. H-E-E-L. Feet. F-E-E-T. Real. R-E-E-L. Tell. No. I'm changing too many letters. Yep. Damn it. I lost word slam for a fourth time. Keel. K-E-E-L. Keel. Yeah. See, this is the worst part. Because that, that was the other thing. <laughs> I got off stage after the near incident and my dad went, Bear! I was eating fruit! Bear! <laughs> so yeah, I, I was on this show. And there was also a round, like... After each round, once there was, like, enough people to move on to the next round, they would. Okay. So it would be like, all right, we do the, the put your names in the hat. Then they would do this letter game. Then it was the names in the hat. Then it was the letter game. And then the two people who won the letter game would do their match. Okay. And then we'd go back. And it's like, all right, picking out of the hat. Letter game. Picking out of the hat. Letter game. Next so round. how long did this Next whole- round. Uh, it, we were there for a while. We were there okay. for a couple hours. Okay. I, How many people roughly were there to compete, or is it impossible to tell? Uh, I th- I would say like two hundred. But how many people were competing versus how many people were like? Were there only like maybe thirty contestants, and then there? I mean, cheer squads. I I think what Game Show Network would argue is you were competing because you were putting your ticket in. Okay. So everyone that was there and answered a question was a contestant. Okay. Uh, but I would. If I remember correctly, seven people got picked for every picked out of the the box. Yeah. So seven times eight is what fifty six. So I would say the total number of contestants was forty seven. Yeah. Based on was... how many people got up there twice. Okay. Because uh, I made a friend there whose name I sadly don't remember and it was before i had a facebook so i didn't keep in touch with him but he super wanted to play and he never got to and Aww. he was like i guess you're supposed to cheat oh and, and he went on to be a bank robber no I'm kidding. <laughs> if you hadn't already negated your own premise and said you don't know what happened <laughs> i don't know to what him, happened to him yeah that that might have worked a little better yeah so that's uh that was word slam what's your verdict on this one uh, my verdict on this show is that they really could have made this a show, but they didn't make it a show. Yeah, the the I like clearly you couldn't just do this documentary again. No, I think Word Slam as a game show is kind of fun. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we we just played it, and it does have that like playability of because like when I was practicing. To be on this show, I also played the letter switch game. And right. I would I would just go up to my mom and be like, give me a four-letter word. That's fun. And and I would just try to play as much as I could. Um, so, like, a game like that is nice. Yeah. That you could just, like, hey, I just watched this show. I can play it with you right now. Yeah, like we it's something... We just need a word. Be a fun car game. Too. Yeah, we used to play it in the car. Like... It's a fun concept that, like, could have worked on television, in my opinion. Absolutely, I agree. Uh, I mean, it could, and could have just been, like, 
could have lived up to that, like, educational television standards and stuff yeah, like that. you could have... And you could have done versions of this for, like, a younger audience or an older yeah, audience. If you added some sort of aspect where you're covered in slime, this would have been a great Nickelodeon show. It's true. It really would have been. Uh, but since it is clearly not that, right. and I have to do all this stuff to fix it, it's a stay doomed. Okay. Yeah, I, I think it's got the game over clause where <laughs> you'd have to change so much about it that you... It, you really couldn't keep yeah. Stay Doomed. Yeah, it's a good concept that was poorly executed. So, based on our normal uh, normal rules, it's a Stay Doomed from me as well. Yeah. So, uh, we're leaving the game show plot. We so are. So, we need to spend a moment and uh, talk about the shows that we didn't dig up. And I'm going to say right now, probably never will, because Game Show Month was not very popular. <laughs> and Game Show Month was hard. Yeah. It was a lot more hunting Mm-hmm. Than we're used to, and it was uh, for a lot less payoff because I don't feel like these have been like the most fun to dig into. Yeah, as far as like chamber chair was fun. Yeah, um, but trashed was not fun to dig into. Trashed there wasn't was not much fun. Out there. No, uh, so uh, I I, I kind of wish we dug up identity, which was because ho- it was hosted by Penn Gillette. Yeah, uh, th- we only found one episode of it. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's another issue. Uh, uh, I did enjoy the chase. I think I did have fun. I did enjoy the, the chase. chase. The chase was fun. So this game show month was kind of hit or miss. Yes, but uh, I do want to pay respects to the ones that we didn't dig up. So Identity was one. Downfall we might end up digging up anyway in another themed month. Downfall we, yeah, Downfall we intentionally did yeah. not try to dig up for other reasons. Yeah. Million Dollar Money Drop comes to mind. Uh there's another one that's called, like, The Goal. Oh, no, Power of Ten was one I wanted to look up that's hosted by Drew Carey. Where, okay. where you could win up to $10 million, and it almost happened in the first episode. Yeah. And they were like, oh, no. <laughs> Whoops. Uh, so stuff like that. Uh, but, you know, thank you, Game Show Plot. We probably will not be back. <laughs> no, I, there's certain theme months that I think we're going to revisit, and uh, that's not one of them. This is not one of them. And uh, we're going to do something really different. Uh, for next month. Yeah, January, uh, in the cold, cold January. Yes. We're going to go for the deadest of the dead. Yes. We discovered a subreddit called R.I. Pilots, or R.I.P. Pilots. Yes. Rest in Pilots Pilots. Uh, and basically it is a place to post... Shows that lasted one episode. Yes. So these are pilots that never became series. I was like, well, this is exactly what we do. Yes. So we thought live on air. Yep. We would sort by best of all time and see what the top four are. Because the videos are right there. And we're going to do whatever the top four are. So I don't know what they are. I'm excited to see what it is. I discovered the subreddit and then ignored and fought the urge to actually do it. So... The next four we Oh, good. I wanted to do this one. All right. So the number one, so this will be next week. Is Heat Vision and Jack, which is Jack Black is a genius with a solar-powered brain, and his sidekick is a talking motorcycle named Heat Vision, voiced by Owen Wilson, and they're on the run from NASA. From NASA? All right. That sounds amazing. Yeah, this is like one of the... Ben Stiller produced this, if I recall correctly. This is one that always comes up when I started researching for the show. I haven't watched it yet. Okay, cool. Awesome Town. Awesome Town. An unerring Fox week. sketch comedy pilot. So that would be um, 
January 14th, I believe this would air. Uh, Awesome Town, which is a 2005 with a pre-SNL Lonely Island. Very interesting. Okay. Um, And then for our January 21st episode, we have Area 57, Hmm. which is Matthew Lillard starring as Colonel Isaac. And he just joined an Area 51-esque military base where he must... Where he uh, must deal with a dysfunctional crew, played by Bruce McGill and Jane Lynch, and they're constantly mm. being made fun of by their captive alien. And look, Paul Rubens back! Paul Rubens! This is a double appearance on uh, Stay, Stay Doomed from uh, <laughs> the great Paul Rubens, and that's exciting. Oh, we did this one! January 28th, uh, the fourth of all time would be The Amazing Screw on Head, which oh. we have done. Alright, so I guess we'll go to the whatever's next. Generation X from 1996, a live-action X-Men spinoff. Mutant teens with superhuman powers fight a renegade physicist in his evil mind-control scheme. Characters include Emma Frost, Banshee, and Jubilee. Oh, there's a show with Jubilee in it? This is really exciting, actually. Oh, okay, cool. This is like a proto-Runaways. Okay, way cool. Alright, so if you want to watch along with us, you want to go to... Reddit.com slash r slash ri pilots and sort by best of all time or top of all time. And uh, it's the top five because you could also, you know, watch uh, the one on the Amazing Scroll on Head and then listen to the show that we already did on that one. Yeah, which is a good show. It is. It's, <laughs> a, it's an interesting show. You should give it a watch. All right. So, so that's what we got coming up. Uh, where can people get in touch with us, Laura? All right, people can get in touch with us by emailing the Stay Doomed Show at gmail.com or on Facebook or Twitter at Stay Doomed. And what if people wanted to see us live? So this weekend in National Harbor, Maryland, we will be at MAGFest in, uh, from January 3rd through 6th. We will be doing Game the Gamer, Geek Out, uh, Mag Laughs, and the stand-up comedy workshop, yeah. and I will be appearing with the improv team, These Guy Are Sick. Yeah, so be sure to check out all those things if you're going to be at MAGFest. Yeah. If you want to talk, if you were a contestant on Word Slam and want to discuss your experience with cheating, please contact me on Twitter. I'm at TV's Noah. If you're looking for a real competitor for a word game, I'm at Priorities. Until next time, stay doomed. Hurtful.